We hear in the Gospel of Luke, they were saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on The Way with DJ. Well, hello, everyone. I welcome back, welcome you back to my podcast on the way with DJ. And today's episode is going to be talking about something that I've been kind of thinking about and germinating about for quite some time. And, and I was just wondering where would be the right time or when would be the right time to kind of fit it into the podcast schedule or the podcast calendar. And it is um, how to take or taking young children to Mass. Um, And it's something that um, has been kind of, again, like I said, kind of germinating with me for a while. And the reason for this is because being in the parish as as I am, um, I often hear people from both sides. I hear people from that have young families with children that they come to me and they say you know we don't feel welcome um, you know we we feel like sometimes that we're on display we feel um, a little self-conscious when our kids act up during mass and you know how can we get rid of that feeling how can we you know how can we feel more welcome and and all those different types of things and then I hear the direct opposite of the spectrum, and I hear from people that you know that sit in front or sit behind children that um, are in the pews, and the ch- children sometimes can be a little rambunctious, and they'll come up to me and say, you know, I wish it was the way it used to be years ago, where you know parents were able to control their children and they didn't have to worry about bringing you know toys into the pew with them and so on and and i just wish that when their children start to act up that you know they just take them out into the gathering space or they take them to the narthex or you know in my old parish at home they would say you know they would say well i wish they would just take them to the cry room you know that's why we have the cry room that we so that those those kids can just be there and and we don't have to worry about them so um so i i really do hear both sides of things and you know i always am very pastoral in my response and hopefully today by this podcast and talking about this 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 topic um i'm able to kind of shed some light and you know what what would be some things that parents with young children can do to kind of help you know make the experience of mass not only less stressful for them um, less stressful for the people around them and also you know enlightening and you know really worthwhile for the children i mean that's really the reason why we're doing this podcast today is to kind of you know have our children be able to participate more in mass So in reflecting back on my own experience um, as a young child, um, you know, I, I, I grew up in the, you know, I was a young child in the 60s and, you know, the mass was kind of changing from pre-Vatican II to Vatican II, Um, you know, the, the rest or the, the, um, the liturgy being changed and, and all those different types of changes that were going on in the church at that time. And um, I remember my dad, my dad was kind of the one that was the motivator for us to get to Mass every week. 
Um, but we went to 12 o'clock mass every week. Um, we sat in the same pew, um, you know, 14 pews back from the from the front um, in, on the left-hand side um, of the church. And we sat <coughs> even in the same order in that pew. So, you know, it was kind of structured. And we knew, both my sister and I as young children, that we knew that, you know, our time at Mass, that there were certain things that we could do and could not do. And one of the things I remember very distinctly uh, is my dad was always um, very, uh, very much a stickler for us paying attention and looking at what was happening in front of us. That's where he used to say, that's where the action is. That's where things are happening. And so you shouldn't be turning around. You shouldn't be turning around and looking at your friends, or you shouldn't be turning around and seeing what's going on behind you, but you really should be focused on what's in front of you. And I think that attitude um, kind of instilled in us the idea, my sister and I, that you know, Mass was something that was important. And it was important that my father... Um, as head of the family, you know, made sure that we were there at Mass every single week um, at that 12 o'clock Mass and as a family. Um, so it was very rare. It was very rare that we would go to Mass um, when, when you know, go to Mass by ourselves or go to Mass, you know, just with just one or two members of our family. It was really all of us at that particular time in the pew. Now, to kind of flash forward to today and, and you know, being in pastoral ministry, I really do feel um, that it is important for the life of a parish to have young families with children. Um, I always say that a, a parish that does not have children really is a dying parish. I mean, there will come a time when if new families are not welcomed in, if new families are not um, incorporated into the life of the parish, um, not just by allowing the, you know, the kids to come to Mass and being at Mass, but you know, including them in the Mass and including them in the participation of the Mass and you know, making sure that they feel special that when they're there, um, that that really is a dying parish. And eventually... Um, through just basic attrition, you know, the, the, the older folks in the parish, as they die off, will cause the parish to die. Um, and so it's important that when a young family comes to us, that they feel welcome and they feel like they can be part of our parish community. And that doesn't mean that, you know, when we see a young family, especially a young family with a lot of kids, you know, that we just jump all over them and we say, oh, we're, you know, we want to welcome you and, you know, and, you know, get let's get you involved in this and let's get you involved in that. I mean, we just want to kind of make them feel welcome and incorporate them into the life of the parish. So today um, on the podcast then is what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to um, actually um, talk a little bit about um, what we should do, some practical tips on, on talking about what sh- what we should happen when um, young families bring young children to Mass. So I think the preparation time really starts before church, um, and it really should start for before church for all of us, not just parents with young children. 
Um, but what we should do is, you know, if we have parents with young children, you know, to make sure that they have a clean diaper, that maybe they visited the bathroom. If they're out of diapers, you know, maybe visited the bathroom right before walking out the door. Um, you know, making sure that all of the bodily needs, so to speak, are taken care of. The other thing, too, um, that it's important is that, you know, with really young children before first communion age, you know, maybe making sure that they're well fed right before Mass so that they, they're not hungry. They don't get hungry during Mass. And so there's no need for them to fast because they're not receiving Holy Communion. So, it's important that, you know, if they have a full stomach, maybe they'll be a little bit more on their best behavior during Mass. Um, I do not think, and some, some young families do this, but I do not think that it is appropriate for young families to bring snacks into the pew with them, though. Um, you know, we find Cheerios and, you know, we find little, you know, like little um, fruits, fruit snaps and all those different types of things, as well as, you know, different types of juice boxes and things like that in the pews after Mass. And that's not really, um, that's not really appropriate. It's not appropriate for church. Um, if it was, you know, obviously it would be appropriate if they were going to a sporting event or some kind of other performance of some kind. But coming to church, coming to mass, um, they should know that, you know, coming to mass, that's not some, that's not the place where we're eating and drinking. Um, maybe a sip of water here and there, um, you know, but but nothing nothing beyond that. Um, the other thing too, and obviously that sip, sip of water should be kind of in a non, you know, non-spilled cup of some kind, like a sippy cup. The other thing too um, that is important before mass um, is maybe to dress the the young children a little bit differently, and in other words, you know, to kind of express to them that yeah, we're going to put on you know that whole notion of having our Sunday best on. You know, we're going to have clothes that we only wear when we go to church. Um, and they don't have to be, you know, suit and, suit and tie or a dress or anything like that. But they should be special clothes, special clothes that they know that when they put those clothes on that they are going to church. They're going to a, a place that is special. And then, um, you know, as the child gets older and they become a toddler and maybe an older child, you know, it might be a good idea to kind of read the readings in, in the car on the way to church. So when the readings are proclaimed at Mass, the kids are not hearing them for the first time. You know, maybe they'll hear something that was said in the car as they were coming there that day. Um, and you can give that job <coughs> even to an older child. You know, someone who, um, you know, like a teenager or someone who is maybe a seventh or eighth grader to kind of, you know, have them ex have them proclaim the readings to the car as you're driving into church or driving over to church. It's also important too, you know, that um, it's that you know that church is something that is special and that is emphasized to them, and so. One of the ways I think that um, it's very important to make sure that we know or give the impression to our children that church is special is that we sit up front. Now, I know um, as a parent of a young of a young child, or um, you know, at the times when I brought my grandchildren to mass, you know, you have a tendency to think to yourself, "Okay, well, I'm going to sit towards the back." just in case we have somebody that has a meltdown or just in case they start crying because I don't want to call attention 
to my family or to what's going on with this child who might be misbehaving or might be a little fussy and so on. And I kind of, um, you know, I kind of definitely can see that. But I also think that by sitting up front, what you're doing is you're saying to them, yes, um, you know, it might be a little scary and out of control at times, but it makes a world of difference to the little ones because what they're able to do is they're able to see what's going on. They're able to see, they don't have to look over some big tall adult that is kind of blocking their view. They're able to see the priest or the deacon or the altar servers or somebody just move around up there. They're able to see the most important part of the mass when the priest elevates the host or he elevates the chalice, how important that is. Um, and, And that is something that is special and it's something that's special that happens every single week. And so they're able to kind of see, okay, well, this is how the structure of the Mass goes. This is how the Mass goes. And the most important part of that Mass, the consecration, you know, is, is, is something that is special. Um, so allowing them to see all of that is important. Um, you know, and I always tell the story when I do baptisms, when I baptize new, new babies into the church, I always make sure that when we gather around the font, that I always tell the people that are there to allow the children that are there to have a front row seat to what is happening, to allow them to see up front, up and close and personal, that what is going on. And they're able to see the baby baptized. They're able to see all of those things that are happening. And that's important to them because they're able to then kind of share that experience um, as, as time goes on. The other thing, too, is that, you know, we can certainly hold our children, especially the younger ones during Mass. Um, And then, you know, when they get fussy, you know, then we can, you know, take them out into the narthex or take them out into the gathering space. But it's not something that, okay, we're leaving Mass and we're going to go out into the gathering space and then we're going to be out there for Mass for the entire time. When the child settles down, we come back in. And that goes to how welcoming we are as a parish. You know, when that stuff happens, when a, 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 a parent and a young child leave and they then come back in, it's not that that's distracting to us. It's not that, oh, you know, they, that parent couldn't control the child or, oh, you've interrupted my mass. Um, so it's important to realize that, you know, when that happens, that, again, we're welcoming. Um, I always tell the story, you know, as a deacon, you know, we're up up front and we can see whatever's going on in the church. And there have been many times where families, you know, have had, they're sitting up front in the first pew and the child will put the songbook on the, on the ledge of the pew. And inevitably, you know, every once in a while, that songbook gets knocked off that, that thing and it comes crashing to the floor. Um, and instead of, you know, instead of chastising the child or instead of saying, okay, you know, you know, giving the child a dirty look from up at the chair, you know, we kind of laugh at them, you know, because it happens. That's kind of, that's the kind of stuff that happens. So again, making them feel as welcome and as comfortable as possible.
The other thing too is that you know um, if you you know if you have an infant or toddler that makes a little noise, you know try not to be self conscious of it as as parents and as family members. You know most of the people that are next to you probably won't even notice, and if they do, you know give your you know give the parent the fellow parishioners nod you know a, a nod and say oh yeah you know they're just having a bad day or so on. And they will kind of understand. I think all of us who are, you know, up there and, and kind of sit in the pews during the course of this Eucharistic celebration, I mean, we kind of know that the thing that those kind of things go on. But we can also, as people of faith and as people that are sitting there, we can kind of say, you know, we're thankful that these young people are taking the time to bring their their young families to Mass. And we're thankful for that, and we're encouraging of that. And then, I think, after Mass, um, you know, there should be a little reward system that's given. You know, so uh, maybe it's going out for donuts. Maybe it's, you know, our parish actually have a, has a coffee and donuts Sunday um, where we actually you know, have donuts on particular Sundays of the month. And, and, you know, it's a good, it's a good thing. And it's a good motivator for families to say, well, you know, if you behave during the course of mass, um, you know, we're going to be able to have a little treat afterwards, whether we go out for it or whether we stay within the parish to do it. The other thing um, that I forgot um, when I was talking about, you know, during mass is that it's, it's, it's kind of nice at times for a child to have their own Bible or to have their own little prayer book with them. And again, that's something that they bring with them every week. It's something that they use during that time at Mass. And again, it reinforces the idea that when they go to Mass, there are certain things that we do, you know. I mean, you can use the analogy that when they go to soccer practice or they go to t-ball or they go to any other type of practice, you know, whether it's dance or music or whatever, they bring things with them that are only used at that particular time. You know, whether, you know, it's it's you're going to soccer practice and you're bringing your soccer uniform um, or you're going to baseball and you're bringing, you know, your, your bat bag with, you know, your glove and stuff in it. So there are certain things that we have only for Mass. And that could be a prayer book. That could be a Bible. And as I mentioned real earlier, it could be special clothes that we wear. So those are the types of things to, that we can do to kind of help. And as the child matures more and more, you know, we encourage them to get involved more and more to, you know, when a child, when the child learns how to read, you know, that's the point where they can follow along with the scriptures at mass or when they are able to read, they can learn how to sing the songs and they can read the lyrics to the songs and so on. And then obviously when they get to be old enough, you know, um, they can then altar serve, um, and they can be more participatory in, in the liturgy. So it really is important, um, you know, it's important for the life of the church. It's important, certainly important to the life of the parish that we, you know, operate under the principle that we're teaching the children that mass is an important thing and that once they make their first communion, you know, then they're participating even more. And it's important. It's an important part of what we do as Catholics and what we do as families. 
And so I want to thank you for, again, kind of listening to me today and being with me today as as we talk about this. And hopefully this is something that you can kind of implement either with your own families or implement into um, the life of, of, you know, of your parish to kind of make your parish much more welcoming to parents with young families and, and young children. You know, the young children are the lifeblood of, of our church and of our future church. They are part of the church. I always say that. I say that, you know, the youth are not the future of the church. They are the church today. They are part of us just as we adults are part of the church. And so we need to be able to make their experience of church, their experience of liturgy, their experiences of their faith, you know, something that is very important to them and something that they will value and cherish for the rest of their lives. And that is, uh, this is a good, good place to begin with that. And so may God continue to bless you. May God continue to keep all of you. And I will certainly be praying for all of you, my listeners, the people that have, have listened to this podcast. And I ask that too, that you pray for me as well. May God continue to bless you and keep you and hold you in the palm of his hand.